I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi folks, I'm Dr. Rob Zammett. Welcome back to the Doggy Pod. Yes, welcome back. I'm Dr. Rob's producer, Stephen Peters, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Yeah, now, is your dog a fussy eater or is it all of a sudden a bit off its food? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is it off its food? Something we're going to talk about and how you get them back onto their food if it's just, eh, don't want to eat this week. Happens quite a lot. Also, last week, uh, or last episode, you might remember we talked about sleeping positions in your dog and we had a pretty good response to that um, as we always do about dogs and sleeping for some reason but um, this time we're also going to talk about sleep disorders in dogs are there such a, is there such a thing as mm, a sleep and when disorder? we talked about sleep last episode we talked about the cuddle dog that likes to cuddle so do dogs cuddle do all dogs like to cuddle mm, some dogs just don't like a cuddle mm, no surprising isn't it and we'll also just have another little chat about the doggy pod puppy which it's, is just getting closer and closer coming, anyway. I can't wait, I can't wait. so firstly is um is your dog off its food it happens occasionally i mean most dogs just eat nobody's business but some dogs just get off their food and just uh, does that mean there's something wrong and is that a reason to rush off to the vet or are there some things you can do to just get your dog back on its food well one of the things i always say when you get your new puppy which the doggy pod is going to get soon <laughs> um do train it to eat when it's told to eat or you know when you put the food down I don't, dogs aren't grazers, like a cat is a grazer, mm. they'll just pick at food and leave the dry food out, they'll pick at it, dogs don't do that. So it's really, really important to make sure that with your dog, uh, you are not allowing it to just graze all the time, because they'll get overweight. Yeah. And I have a, a 10 to 15 minute rule, I put the food down, what they don't eat in 10 to 15 minutes, goes into the bin, that's it. Fresh meal next time. Now, if I'm feeding a puppy and I'm feeding it three times a day initially, it's still the same rule. I don't keep that food for next meal because it attracts bacteria and makes the puppy sick. So they're trying to. There's your food. Eat up. You don't want to eat. Boom, out it goes. Mm. 
But what if your dog if, just kind of turns up and yeah, if just it keeps doing it all the time, then you need to have a think about this one: Is the dog sick? Does that does your dog have? And some of the signs that you've got to look for: the whites of the eye are they white? You know, it, it's a sign of illness when the white of the eye isn't white, especially mm. if it's yellow. Um, have a look at that. Have a look at the color of the gums. Lift the lip, and again. You should be doing this all the time with your dog, learning and letting your dog know that you can do this without hurting it, without any injury. You could just lift the lip, put it down and give it something to eat if you want to or give it a pat or praise. So what should you be looking for? Pink gums, a nice pink gum, mm. not injected red or you know, very angry looking, but just a nice healthy pink. The other thing you should be able to do is press your finger onto the gum. When you lift your finger away quickly, You'll see it's a white spot, just like it would be if it was on your skin. But that white spot should go pink again within one to two seconds. Right. If it's slower than that, your dog's not well. Blood pressure's down. Uh-huh. Uh, is its tummy sore? You know, every few days, have a little feel of your dog's tummy. Nothing press, don't press hard. Just have a feel. It should be nice and supple. Hmm. If all of a sudden it's hard and the dog resists, there's something going on in the tummy. So these are the things you look for. The coat is it nice and shiny. Uh, hydration levels. If if the gums are sticky, it's dehydrated. If you if you pull the uh, skin at the back of the neck up just gently and let it go, it should spring back. If mm. it doesn't spring back, your dog's dehydrated. And then of course the obvious signs is there diarrhea. Is there you know, when you're picking up the poo in the backyard? And you should be doing that regularly every day. Mm. Uh, is other droppings around? If there's no droppings, your dog's constipated. And that's bad. Let's assume everything's fine. Your dog's healthy, just a bit off its food. Mm. The first thing I would do is nothing. Actively do nothing. Right. Don't get all worried about. Oh my gosh. So it could pass. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wait and see. Let's just wait and see. In actual fact, we have our dogs, all our dogs, including mine, Mm. a bit heavier than they should be, a bit heavier than Mother Nature wants them to be. The dogs that live the longest are the dogs you can easily feel the ribs and you can even see the last two ribs on a a short-coated dog. You can't in a long-coated dog, but a short-coated dog, it's easy to just see almost those last two ribs. That's what Mother Nature wants. Those dogs will live longer with less veterinary intervention and they're much happier with less arthritis and all the other problems. So they get too worried if they miss one meal or maybe even two. Um, if you want to do something about it, sure, you can. I mean, one of our, and it's true, one of our standard things that we do both at the veterinary hospital and here at home, if the dog's a bit off its food, I always get a barbecued chicken and give them some barbecued chicken. The dog that refuses barbecued chicken is a really very sick dog probably. Right. So if it won't eat barbecued chicken, go to the yeah, vet. Get to the vet. And no cooked bones. No, of course. No of course. Off that bo- you're just giving the... All doggy pod listeners know that. Oh, absolutely. No cooked bones and no chicken bones. Yes. So just some cooked chicken and uh, if you like and see if the dog will eat that. If you want to, you can just have, use its standard food and make up a little bit of warm gravy and put that on, even chicken gravy or something like that. See if that helps the dog eat um, and then of course there are things like grated cheese that can induce it if your dog really is refusing all the time your vet might want to check the tonsils because dogs get tonsillitis just like we do and it'll be treated with anti-inflammatories with antibiotics and sometimes even tonsillectomy and so yes after a tonsillectomy we like ice cream so a dog will actually have its tonsils taken out oh yeah 
Yeah, it's not common. Like, it is no. not common in, anymore in humans either. But sometimes dogs have persistently inflamed tonsils. You look down there, they're up and big again, they're up and big again, the dog's off his food, off his food. Sometimes they're a bit pussy because they get really bad infections in there. Time to remove them. And uh, the difference it makes to those dogs is just amazing, Stephen. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, make sure the dog's not sick. Generally speaking, the other thing I do is actually with some of the dogs that... And I've had fussy eaters like everybody else. We have a fussy eater here. So what I do with him is a little bit of an obedience exercise. So it's sit, stay. I put the food down. No, stay. And I hold it. And he's not, he has no intention to move at first. Mm. And I go, good dog, eat your food. And, oh, okay, I've done the exercise. I deserve a reward. And they start mm. eating. And you, you make it an obedience exercise, a bit of fun for them then they do, um, you can change a fussy eater's eating habits by doing just that. Well, now here's a quick story I just thought of too uh, that Dr. Rob uh, helped me out the other day when when uh, my dog uh, stupidly ate a whole bunch of plastic stuff. Don't ask me why. I go, she's getting on a bit and, uh, yeah, Dr. Rob thinks it might be a little bit of dementia set, settling in, unfortunately. Mm. But she did eat a whole bunch of plastic in one hit and so I was thinking, oh, God, what do you do about that? And um, Dr. Rob, what was your advice? And it worked It worked a treat. Yep, we didn't panic. We thought, okay, as long as she's chewed up, if she goes off her food, we will have her into hospital for um, x-rays and possible surgery. Mm. Otherwise, we just uh, gave her some brown rice mixed with a bit of meat because they're not going to eat brown rice on its own, so a bit of cooked meat or even Tiny more meat. little bit. And some oil. And the brown rice isn't easily digested. It's not easily digested by dogs. And so it pushes everything through, pushes it all along, and it comes out the back end. So, so Molly did that for two days, yep. and then she was right as rain. Yeah, brown rice, a bit of oil, a bit of meat, and phoom, out it comes. And we're still finding bits of plastic all around the backyard <laughs> in those poos. But anyway, yes, thanks for that, Rob. Dokey, we um, we always get a good response about uh, things to do with dogs and sleeping for some reason. Yeah, um, people wake up. Yes, maybe that's <laughs> it. Maybe maybe the doggy pod puts people and their dogs to sleep. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to have a quick chat about uh, sleeping disorders in dogs. Do dogs have the same sort of issues that humans have, like insomnia and sleep apnea and that kind of stuff? Is is there a canine equivalent, or is it do they have exactly the same thing? Well, to some extent there is. Uh, certainly with there's a disease called narcolepsy. It happens in people. In fact, one of my friends, good friends, had it, and uh, he used to fall asleep. They couldn't work out why. His wife couldn't work out why until they went to the doctors and was finally diagnosed. Narcolepsy is a form of epilepsy. Right. And you just literally fall asleep. But dogs sleep and, all the time, so how would you know? Well, in, in some of these dogs just collapse. You know, they're just standing yeah. there one minute and boom, down oh, they okay. go. And, they're, and it's a real dysfunction of, of things. And it causes a lot of other problems. These sort of dogs, you know, they usually have normal thyroid levels, but they're obese. Um, they pick up a lot of infections because their immune system is not good and they're very inactive. They're really lethargic. You know, all the blood tests are okay, but everything else. And it's a bit of a genetic disorder in some Dobermans. It's been seen, a few poodles. 
and even in uh, occasionally in the Labrador, they literally just fall asleep. My friend used to fall asleep at the steering wheel, usually, at, the good news was, at a red light. You know, he'd stop, the car would be stopped. Really? And, uh, Can you let me know next time he's out in the road? <laughs> he would, his wife wow. said, I had to keep waking him up at red lights until that's how they went to the doctors and found out he had narcolepsy. And so it had to be treated. It was treated with um, various drugs that they use for epilepsy. But it, it's really uh, difficult because they don't have good REM sleep, people that have uh, narcolepsy. So they had to, mm. you know, when he was asleep, make sure he was having good quality sleep. And same with dogs. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that there's um, no abrupt wakening up things that, that happen. Try and keep them in a, a nice, quiet, deep sleep when they're supposed to be asleep and get them up when they're not. It's mm. not, not an easy thing. It's not usually life-threatening or painful, but it really... It needs a very difficult diagnosis to make. And very often what we rely on as veterinarians is good history from people. So make sure you're writing down when your dog's asleep all the time. And it's not really curable, but it's more managed than anything else. And it's uh, more difficult than, say, grand mal seizures, that type of epilepsy. It's a bit more difficult to to medicate. But, yeah, it can be done. The other form of... of, uh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sleep problems, which very, it's more common in old dogs that get dementia, is insomnia. Mm-hmm. Often reported, yeah, my dog's all of a sudden taken to wandering around, walking around all the time, yeah. walking around. And for me, it's an easy one. I don't know why people don't embrace it. Good old fashioned valerian, which is a, a, just a root. It's a natural supplement. You can mm. buy it over the counter. You buy don't buy valerian root. Buy valerian tablets or capsules and get the strong ones valerian fort even for little dogs and how much would you give your dog though? yeah one for a little dog or two for a bit two tablet. or three yeah and and, and you know, lasting at night and it seems to relax them and people that have had dogs that, yeah i could see him he's having dementia he's really having issues say to me once they're on the valerian at night a lot of the other symptoms during the day are resolved oh, so okay. for, they're much better for a lot longer they're getting a good night's sleep, they're waking up, and they're dealing with life a lot easier. So, yes, for me, uh, valerian for insomnia uh, is ideal. Usually not in young dogs. I don't usually see insomnia in young dogs. Mm. I see it more in older dogs as part of dementia. Yeah, I'm sure it could occur in a young dog, and I probably would try the same treatment. If your dog's always awake at night, try and calm it down with a bit of valerian. It doesn't hurt at all. And, of course, sleep apnea. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think anybody who's got a dog knows what that <laughs> sound is, surely. Yeah, usually it's uh, us and we blame it on the dog. Yeah. But um, the certain breeds, of course, have this real snoring and sleep apnea. The breeds that are called brachycephalic, where the faces are, yeah. are shortened. Like Albert, your dog, Albert. Yeah, but, but he, he sleeps in bed with me. He doesn't have sleep apnea. He's not right. too exaggerated. And it's a matter of the breeders addressing it as well. They're, in Australia, in, I know in England, they've got a um, brachycephalic uh, monitoring system now where a dog is goes through a test to see how bad it is before it is bred. If it's oh, okay. really bad right. sleep apnea or really bad brachycephalic airway syndrome, it's recommended they don't breed with them. And that scheme is really going to kick off well in Australia. It's doing really well in England. I think it'll go... It's also in America now as well in certain breeds. And funnily enough... The, this airway syndrome occurs in a breed that, or some breeds that are not brachycephalic. They're not squashed in, but they still have the snoring and the... Well, but humans, yeah, you know, snore right. and they don't have pushed-in snouts. That's more the throat, isn't it, with yeah, a human? It is, yeah, it, it is. It's, and it's, see, if you look at a look at the greyhound, right, a long mm. face, and look at, say, a bulldog, those two dogs, those two breeds, have the exact same bones inside... Their, their skull, right, just okay. one squashed up. So all the soft tissues get squashed up and that's when you can run into trouble, when it's over-exaggerated and it's hanging down too much and they're snoring a lot or they have pinched noses. Yeah, the nose is pinched in, the nostrils are pinched in and they have to be widened as well. Music's very relaxing. I'm mm. feeling quite, quite dozy. Well, if you go to sleep, don't wake up really oh. angry and fast. Okay, actually, there and was that, there was one other yeah, sleep. That, that was it. They wake up angry and fast. Who does? REM disorder dogs ah. and people too. REM, so REM rapid eye movement. Movement. That's REM. That's so right. So you, and rapid eye movement is a natural part of sleep for both dogs and people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have it, you you don't have good quality sleep. Yeah, true. Um, but some people, my brother was like that. He used to wake up in the middle of his REMs, very aggressive. Because he's come some... hard out of a dream. <laughs> yeah, very fast. And dogs do it too. They can, it's, I've only, it's funny because we mentioned this REM disorder many, many weeks ago, a few months ago on the doggy pod. And not long after that, I had a dog with it. It's, right. But what is it? How does it, how well, do you know? They, they jump up and bark or they jump up and run and they'll run into things. They'll run into you know, the wall or the well, cupboard. They'll, or, they'll literally go from sleeping yep. to and, and some of them um, I've heard, this dog didn't, but they, they wake up and they start trying to attack things and bite things. Right. And okay. it's a real REM disorder. Very treatable, thankfully. Hmm. Um, in the dog I saw, I treated him with good old valerian again. Just, you know, let's start yeah. with the simple stuff first. And that dog sleeps like a baby now. Uh, but you can use anti-epileptic drugs because it's thought to be a, that type of behavioural issue. Uh, you can try behavioural drugs. But you'd want to talk to your vet first. Oh, you, well, you won't be able to get these drugs without yeah. talking. Other than valerian, but you'd mm. want to still talk to your vet even before you try valerian because he might, he or she might suggest something better mm. or there may be something else wrong, like a brain tumour or something terrible for your dog. So it's a matter of doing a little bit of investigation before it's diagnosed fully. But uh, once it's diagnosed, the treatment's usually pretty successful with REM disorder sleeps. Mm. 
Now, depending on what sort of dog you've got, um, some dogs love a cuddle. Hmm. And I think most dog owners love a cuddle as well with their dog. But some dogs just don't get it. They're just not interested. Yep. Very standoffish. Yep. How do you, what, what, is there anything you can do? What's going on? To make yeah. your dog want to give you a cuddle? <laughs> like just wear a little uh, uh, a meat necklace or something like oh, that? Oh, now but, you're giving it. Good, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, often the dog doesn't want to cuddle you because of what you're wearing. And I'm not talking about your oh. clothes. I'm talking about your smell. Yeah, you know, when we don't right. smell the best of dogs, and if we throw in a whole lot of um, alcohol type um, aftershave, uh, aftershaves, and, and those things, yeah, dogs don't like it, and, and so oh. they really don't want to be near you. Uh, cuddling in dogs is—it's in their DNA through domestication. We've selected mm. mostly for genes. So some breeds, of course, no, they don't want to cuddle. They're more primitive type breeds just don't want to know about, it. like the Basenji, for example. Not a cuddly dog at all. At it's an all. African breed, mm. and they're very primitive, a bit like our dingoes. They're not into cuddling so much. Mm. Then you get other dogs that just love a cuddle. Yeah, and but remember, you know, don't don't go cuddling every dog because not you know, strange dogs don't want you cuddling them. It's part mm. of their DNA. It's part of domestication to want to cuddle their owners and only their owners. But how do you get your your dog to want to cuddle you more? Um, simple thing would be to make sure that you are, you know, for a start, are you prepared to sit on the ground with your dog? Because eh, maybe he'll like it on the lounge, maybe he won't, but he mm. always likes it on the floor. Mm. So you just you know, get yourself a bean bag. oh yes, back to the 70s, folks, <laughs> and uh, sit down there with a bean bag and your dog um, and patting it, and that does it. The, the dog that likes a cuddle is saying to you, I feel secure, I'm very happy with you. It's part of the pack. Pack instinct is to cuddle together. You know, the pack comes in together. Uh, the dominant dogs tend not to want to cuddle you know, because they're out there searching or hunting or they're um, on post, on, you know, mm. making sure that there's no threat to the pack, that sort of thing. But a lot of the packs, if you watch them, they'll get together and they'll all lay down together. You know, equally, if someone's laying on the wrong part of the dog and the dog will try and bite. So be careful. Make sure your dog is comfortable mm. in that cuddling position. Learn to pat the dog in the areas it likes, usually between the front legs and very often uh, just up towards the chest a bit. They love that. Oh, or do just, they? Okay. Yeah, or yeah. just under the neck. And, you know, one place between the eyes. Just very gently pat between mm. the eyes just with one finger Dogs like that. It's an area they can scratch easily, but they mm. enjoy just being rubbed gently between their eyes, behind the ears, all these places. If you want your dog to cuddle, um, you've got to give. You've got to give. I mean, mm. some dogs just want to cuddle and that's it. They just yeah. jump up like Opie, my old English dog, just jumps on me anytime. Mm. But otherwise, once you do all those things, then, yep, they will sit there very quietly with you and enjoy that cuddle and give you a lot of love back. Most dogs do. But I say some of the primitive breeds and some of the dominant breeds, uh, things like Japanese Akitas, not such a cuddly breed. Um, Dobermans, not such a cuddly breed. German Shepherds, yeah, some do, some love it and some don't. Just, yeah, but most of them actually do love a good cuddle. Mm. So it just depends on the breed. Read your dog's body language. Yeah, have a look. Are the whites of his eyes showing? He's probably not happy. Or is he just relaxed, his eyes movement just relaxed with you while you're cuddling him uh, you know is he 
cuddling into you, coming back into you? Or is he just trying to pull away and stretch away a little bit? You think, is he stretching away from me all the time? Probably doesn't want the cuddle. I'll just leave him alone. How could you pass up a cuddle with Dr. Rob? <laughs> None of my dogs do, thank God. <laughs> All right, everybody, just a little reminder that it's now just that little bit closer to conception time, which is, you know, if you heard last last episode, the doggy pod is about to have a doggy pod puppy. And mm. um, that um, that conception of that for that puppy, if that's the right way of putting it, is... It is. It's not far away, is it? Well, we're just, we're just waiting to hear when... Uh, the boy and the girl will get together. They, they said that she's looking playful at home and um, she's getting a little bit more swollen in the vagina and the vulva because dogs don't mate just when, you know, all the time. They mm. only mate when they're not just in season, but in season and during their fertile period of that season. So things could be happening. They'll know that she's in season when they see little, little bits of blood around the vagina that tells them, yep. The season started. No, season started. And then it's usually around 10 to 14 days after the start of the season that she'll be ready to go. Okay, so stand by, Doggy Pod listeners, because as you may remember, oh, it's a bit of a a ruckus happening. Oh, they're excited about the new puppy. Just the mere talk about puppies (laughs) is sent. You could probably hear it. Oh, my Lord. What is going on out there? Anyway, um,. Uh, Dr. Rob might need to rush off in it for an emergency by the sound of it. Um, as you know, yes, we're, we're going to have our very own doggy pod puppy that, that we will follow from birth right through to whenever. So that's just, it's imminent and we won't tell you what the breed is just yet. And uh, one lucky doggy pod listener will get to name the dog as well when the time comes. But um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, Instagram and uh, Facebook, the doggy pod, follow us there. There's all sorts of other stuff. Uh, and uh, Dr. Rob likes to post weird and wonderful things from time to time and we'll see you next time on the doggy pod hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.